You're listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. On today's show, the Bucks and the Lakers are both 21 and 3. Kevin Love wants to go where? The Colts have a bad case of the Jacoby Brissetts. And in the college football, it's time for playoff teams to make their case. Hey guys, welcome in. It's a very moody sports show. I'm Daniel Moody. Yep, and this is Zach Whittington. And my voice is feeling very warm today, Daniel. Very warm. My voice. I'm my, warmed up. You warmed know? up. I'm very, my voice already a little tired, honestly, guys. We have actually just recorded a 45, 48-minute podcast. Uh, and then I was doing a little editing, and I hit the exit button by accident. And it deleted. Yes. So we're running back. What you're what you're hearing is our first admitted technical difficulties. Daniel deleted the pod. Episode twenty one <laughs> though. That's a long time in before technical difficulties. I know, but you'd expect they wouldn't happen. It's later. just the viewers, <laughs> our listeners, are missing out on forty five minutes of organic gold that, that we're never really gonna good. get back. So, in the words of CJ. Aw, shit. Here we go again. Recording the pod one more time. Doing it again. We're back at it. Yep. Word to your mother. So, episode 21, the remix. Here we go, Dan. Here we go. So, guys, we now have a couple sound bites we were maybe messing with here and there. We uh, explained this on the last time. Uh, we just sort of found it. So we may throw those in here or there, but uh, maybe next week we introduce those a little more rapidly. A uh, couple things to cover this week uh, in the NBA. Bucks and Lakers are both 21-3. and three. Uh, Really interesting seeing these guys uh, being mat- uh, both at the top of the league here. The Lakers last year, very middle of the road team, but the Bucks. Uh, sort of revamp themselves and sort of in the same place yeah so the bucks and lakers both are sitting here at 21 and 3 that is wild you got one experienced group with the lakers you got one younger group at the bucks you do have the reigning mvp at the bucks you have the easier eastern conference to face as opposed to the lakers playing in the west and the West may be getting deeper with pending tra- trade with Kevin Love requesting to go to his hometown Portland Trailblazers now that the Cavs have put him up for trade. So I'm excited to see how this plays out. And I have a question for you, Dan. Yeah. Do you think either of these teams, sitting at 21-3 and three right now as we're going inching towards the midway point of the season, are they going to go and beat the Warriors' record of 73-9 and that was set the pre-Kevin Durant year when it was just Clay, Steph, and Draymond playing at their peaks? Uh, I don't... I personally don't see the Bucks doing it. Uh, just with the lack of experience, lack of uh, experience being in the league a long time. But the Lakers, on the other hand, I like them a lot. You got LeBron. He's been experienced, obviously, with being 34, consistent in the league all the time, top part, top man league, easily competing as a number one player of all time. Uh, and then you get AD in the... 
if that's your secondary player in AD, he's an MVP status. Some player. argue primary player. Primary player, MVP status player, and then like just the the fill-in players from down there have been looking great. So I think the Lakers definitely have a chance of doing it. Only being uh, nearly over a quarter of the way through the season already, uh, I think they have a chance of doing it for sure. Yeah. So exciting. I don't know if they're going to be able to hold out the whole year and through the whole stretch of the 82-game season. So we'll see how it plays out for the Lakers. They are playing great. LeBron's playing out of his mind. But the Bucks, being younger, may have the legs to do it. So we'll see what happens with either of those teams. I would say they're probably going to lose 10 or more games, or though. More games, most likely, but... The Bucks are playing out of their mind right now, and so are the Lakers, to be honest. We can hope. We can just yeah. hope. Yep. Uh, I don't know much more. Like Zach did mention, K-Love wanting to go to Portland. That's pretty crazy uh, update. We'll see what happens with that. K-Love going somewhere in the West would be crazy. I assume he's just trying to leave the East most likely. He's been in the Cleveland most of his career at this point. Yeah, Cleveland and Minnesota. So I just want K-Love to play hard. Not that he's not playing hard, but like playing for a team that like is very good, a.k.a. you could competing. be Portland. Yeah, competing. It does a lot for your spirit, so you'd be good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving into the NFL, the Bears uh, on Thursday night beat Dallas. Not very surprising that uh, this game. It was a close game, but really overall, everybody. I was stunned watching it when I was seeing Dallas players being so frustrated on the sideline. They were throwing uh, water bottles and stuff like they were at, just acting out, really upset. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Some people talking Jason Garrett's on his way out the door. I don't know about that. Zach, how do you think? I think I'm going to put him on pack your bags alert. Sayonara. All right, bye-bye, Jason Garrett. The Falcons, uh, they were hosting the Panthers. They beat them by 20 points. Uh, the Riverboat, uh, Ronless... Uh, Panthers just looking rough, honestly. <clears throat> we'll see what happens with them. They're yeah. on full tank, but I probably would use... I, would I, I think they're going full tank. They need a tank commander. And <laughs> and uh, Kyle Allen's not the tank commander. He, uh, he may be too good to be a tank commander, but, you know, there's potential. There's potential. potential. He may very well be the tank commander we've been waiting for. McCaffrey may be too good for the tank to be fully engaged. He may need to hang out on the sideline because the tank can't be engaged when he's on the field for sure. Ooh, bench McCaffrey. I like it. But it's for the benefit of the team. It's not for, like, he's bad. It's for his... Oh, yeah, we're looking next year. Mm, Hornets got a dub. Nice. Way to go, Hornets. Surprise. They were were having a little struggle earlier when we were watching the game. Devontae Graham, 29. He's the most improved player. Ugh. All right, sorry, go uh, on. <laughs> uh, guys, the Ravens, the Bills played. We're obviously part of the Bills Mafia. Uh, we love the Ooh. Bills, love our Mafia. Ooh, big topic here. Big topic. Big topic. So Bills, unfortunately, get the loss. Sad face. Womp, womp, womp. But, but still in the wild card picture. Yes. The Ravens proven themselves more every week as we get closer to the playoffs. But there is a... Big thing that me and Dan have to address about our fandom of the Bills. It's called breaking a table? Yes. So we have to get the tables, and we have to break one. It's pretty much like a baptism of sorts, but we haven't decided when or why we're going to break this table. But we have, we're going to have to. We're Bills Mafia. It's got to happen. we got to do a christening of sorts. No table is safe. So, Dan, what is it going to take for us to break a table? 
What do the Bills have to accomplish this the season? The Bills' accomplishment I'm looking for. So the most recent major accomplishment for this team, uh, before we were on the fan fan boats, was uh, they made the playoffs again. In the wild card, didn't get a playoff win, but made the playoffs. Hmm. So I'm thinking if we can make the wild card, which we look probably going to make the wild card, looking really good right now in the AFC picture. Hmm. If we can get a win in the wild card game, Zach, I think me and you got to break a table. Yeah, Sean McDermott has got this team playing well, especially like unexpectedly. Defensive. You got a quarterback who people just don't really care about, even though he's playing well and he's only his second year here. But he's athletic. It's getting cold. He's got the arm for it. Your defense is there. You got Singletary in the running back. I am excited for the Mafia going into the playoffs. Look and if they there. get a dub, as Dan says, we'll break a table. We're going to break a table, which. This a method of breaking a table for you, Zach. Well, here's the thing. I don't really need that hard of a method. I could, <laughs> I could basically lean on a table that's like not fully sturdy, and I could break it. You, on the other hand, is the one I'm concerned about. Are you gonna like have to get a ladder and jump off and break the table? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna belly flop? Are you? Do you want me to power bomb you through it? What yeah. is? <laughs> what? So my plan was, I was gonna go for a high status, you know, get a large ladder of sorts. The ladder's a really good idea. Get a good jump, good good air <laughs> under me. But I'm gonna go for a butt bomb, more like a you know. Cannonball, so a cannonball. Bomb, yes. Dead center of that table, snap it right in half. Snap it in half. Right so, in half. All right. Is there like a certain thing you wear when you break a table like is i'm gonna wear something hard and under my butt to protect my ass all right well i'm just gonna drink a little bit beforehand and just break that's a, a good table play too. <laughs> i think that's we're what gonna I'm break gonna do. a table though guys uh maybe two <laughs> maybe two all right the bills uh get lost though unfortunate Bengals and the browns the Bengals lose to the browns browns somehow still in the playoff picture but suddenly Nobody cares anymore, really. Let's be honest. Yeah. Zach, you care? Honestly, you lost your pass rush with Miles Garrett. Odell's asking every team he plays to trade for him. <laughs> he just uh, doesn't want to play football. Yeah, he, he wants to play football just at a very high level, and he just – the Giants and the Browns, those are two terrible organizations in the last Not decade good choices. to go to. So, poor Odell, but what you going to do? Uh, the Packers got a mediocre win over a mediocre team uh, as it was a five-point win. That is not how Dan described it last time, but I enjoy this, this description much more. Description. I just said it last time that they, they should have won better. The skins suck, and, <laughs> and uh, like the Packers with LaFleur should have looked. Their offense should look better. It doesn't, uh, but it is what it is. The Vikings 20-7 to over the Lions. The Vikings keep winning as they do. The one game that I really want to talk about, the rest of them, there's a few more we'll mention, but the big game was the Niners versus the Saints, Zach. 48-46, the 49ers get the win. Looked like an NFC championship preview. Yeah, so Jimmy G looking sharp, as ever. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Prove the haters wrong with the offense. Even though Drew Brees is out here dropping six touchdowns, five in the air, one on the ground. And you're outscoring the Saints when they scored 46. I hear you, San out. Fran. But that's a lot of points to give up. 
even in a shootout. Defense is looking rough on both but sides. San Fran's totally proven that they're going to be around there, maybe in the NFC Championship. So well, they also proved to me they have a bit of the I think the next Rob Gronkowski and George Kittle. The last play he made uh, to get them in field goal position uh, was just absolutely dominant. He looks ridiculous when he's out there, and he works harder than most people based off the descriptions I hear from teammates and reports and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. The Dolphins get nearly get another win over the Jets, but they are fall short by one point. The Colts hold uh, up. Dolphins Jets. So you're talking about Bench and McCaffrey. Le'Veon Bell did not play in the game, but was seen bowling the night before. Le'Veon Bell is waiting for this team to get him an offensive line or to leave, I would assume. He can't leave. He just got paid like on a big contract. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know. If he's sitting on the bench all the time, they may not pay him. Though. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Colts and the Bucks. The Bucks get the win over the Colts stunningly. Jameis Winston, Zach, you told me a funny uh, little stat about him, right? He is the second rate, uh, second in passing yards, first, uh, second in touchdowns. Yes, he's second in touchdowns, second in passing yards. First and the most important stat of all quarterbacks. Interceptions, by far. So Jameis is probably going to lead the league in passing yards and touchdowns and interceptions. So take that. As you will, I guess. <laughs> I, I saw something. Hall of Famer. I saw something. <laughs> Dak Prescott leads the league in passing. The top five passing yard leaders are like Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, Dak, whoever we were just talking about, Jameis Winston, and then one other quarterback, these are Jared Goff. Th- and all those teams are terrible. All these teams are really bad and playing from behind all the time trying to play catch up. Garbage yards Garbage and yards. pound the rock and you will be successful. Uh, the AKA Broncos Ravens. got a upset victory over a te- Texans team that looked like they had been dominant. Uh, surprised with that one. The Chargers are on a, in an unexplored territory of dominating a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 45-10 win over the Jags. The Titans, which is a strange team as Ryan Tannehill looks like a different person. I think he's a clone that just got better attributes in football. Uh, won 42-21 over the Raiders. The Pats lose to the Chiefs 23-16. This was the big buzz because of all the uh, the refing mishaps. Zach, did you have any takes on this? I mean, you were complaining about like refs in the NFL as a whole. So I I don't I don't know. I'm not the guy that blames refs. Like, yes, I'll I get I'll like say a call. I'll I think they get a lot of calls right. It's amazing. But the Pats are just cheating. <laughs> their way they're recording other teams they do what they want they're recording they the Bengals. people get mad at yeah it. so but you were mentioning that we were desensitized to the pads being in scandals earlier because you know they they get a scandal every six months it seems you know so uh, it's a typical thing for them that is true. whether it be massage parlors or deflated <laughs> balls the, whatever you will yeah the pats uh Hey, they're in the playoffs they're always in the playoffs and everybody's agree. freaking stop, out stop about booing your team yeah, that's... God. Well, idiot. Everyone's spoiled. Everyone's People spoiled. People are so annoying. The Steelers, 23 over 17 over the Cardinals. Uh, Mike Tomlin always has his team competing somehow. The Seahawks had a very uh, 
unfortunate loss, a very necessary game for the NFC picture. Lost to the Rams 28-12. to And then on Monday night, the Giants nearly upset the Eagles, but the Eagles are now leading the worst division in NFL and possibly all of football. Mm-hmm. So there is just a race for the bottom of the NFC East. It is. And they are uh, seeing who can suck it up the most. So, But I don't know. The Cowboys and Eagles, they're – there may be like a seven and nine winner of the NFC East and they're in the get playoff beat home up in the playoff. Hey sure. man, anything's possible. Mm, anything. Wish the Bills could pull a seven and nine game. Yeah, for their AFC for their <laughs> wild card, that'd be cool. <laughs> that's about uh, that's about all we got in the NFL today. Uh, I think we'll move on into college football. Uh, and now that we have gotten through the championship games, we now have college football playoff picture set, Zach. And we are going to be watching the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona, number two, Clemson, a two-point favorite over number three, Ohio State. And in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta, number four, uh, number one, LSU, a 14-point favorite over Oklahoma, who's number four. Yeah, so me and Dan decided today we are going to analyze the playoff and we are going to make the case for each of these teams to win the national championship. So how do you feel about that, Dan? I think it's a great plan. Uh, we'll break it up. Uh, we'll each do two teams, I would say. So we'll probably give you Clemson, and I'll take OSU in the first matchup. I'm also going to defend Oklahoma, and Dan is going to defend. As LSU as my team. Georgia just got slapped around by them, so I'm fairly aware of their how good they are. All right, so we'll start at the bottom. I'll start with Oklahoma, and I'm going to make the case for Oklahoma to make the playoff. Perfect. So Oklahoma has the best offensive college football coach in the country in Lincoln Riley. He has taken three straight quarterbacks potentially. Well, at one point we thought Jalen Hurts was going to win the Heisman, but he had back-to-back different quarterbacks win the Heisman. He has a great proven quarterback in Jalen Hurts who – I believe, and I've said for weeks, and people laugh at me, when I, I think he's going to the league and he's going to be a great quarterback because in the Big 12 championship, he wins the game and he doesn't have a smile on his face because he knows his job isn't done. He's been to the national championships with Alabama, as Dan was mentioning earlier. And I just think Oklahoma has weapons and there's a connection between Jalen Hurts and CeeDee Lamb that you're going to outscore somebody. If you drop 45, that other team has to keep up with you. And if you run the ball a little bit, you can drain the clock. Oklahoma is just going to outlast everyone. And Jalen Hurts is going to run the ball and cause defenses problems and go Heisman status like he did at the beginning of the year, and Oklahoma is going to win the national championship. Well, okay. Boomer well, Sooner. Boomer Sooner, the case has been made. I buy it. They yes. are in. So now. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, moving into LSU, the team that just, as I said, they dominated Georgia 35-7, to something of that nature. Zach, the LSU Tigers, they absolutely deserve to be in the college football playoff, and here's why, Zach. Hmm. Three reasons I got for you. Number one, they have one of the best passing games in this in, in college football currently. Joe Burrow leading the team with him. Uh, he makes plays left and right. He's very agile in the pocket. Doesn't He's not a scrambling quarterback by any standard. What I say he is, he's the most mobile quarterback ever. In the pocket, he literally will move. Um, he'll move probably ten yards in the pocket 
to stay stay alive and then get a pass off downfield. That play he made against Georgia. The was... play where he he gets out of the pocket, he dodges three people and then slings it downfield in an open man. There was nine seconds where he's just bobbing around in the backfield. This man makes plays. Great player. Number two, the backfield of this team is called Edwards Alaire. And this man is a freak. He's a matchup nightmare for our defensive coordinators. He can get all over the field. He can get open deep balls if he needs to. He can run routes. He, they line him up in the slot for five wides. This man is a matchup nightmare. And the last reason this team has impressed me and their reason I think they are absolutely deserving to be in the playoff is because the defense of this team has improved the past few weeks, holding teams to very few rushing yards. Georgia only able to run about 78 yards on them. Uh, uh, A&M the week before only ran about six yards on them. So this team has been really dominant and defensively, and also their secondary has looked really good too. Um, the freshman Stingley Jr. leading the SEC in interceptions at six. So... LSU is going to win the national championship. Probably. <laughs> to the other game. Zach, we'll hear about Clemson, please. All right, so you have a Clemson reigning national championship team that's won 28 games straight. You have a future number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, who is playing the best football he has all year. Seven games in, he's been nearly perfect. You have a 100-yard rusher in the ACC championship in ETN, a Heisman dark horse. He's maybe like in top 10, potentially, for the Heisman. But you have two freak wide receivers. You have a great defensive game changer in Isaiah Simmons. You have defensive backs that have been to championships. Half the teams won a title. You have Dabo Sweeney. You still have your coordinators. You got Brent Vendables. You are going for 30 straight. That is a lot of pressure, and they're gonna. the media is going to play up hard how many long your winning streak is. But this Clemson team has potential to blow teams out of the water quickly in the first half. Trevor Lawrence is a difference maker. So are these wide receivers. Clemson will not be stopped on their way to win a title. Oh, boy. So. And with that being said, guys, our Buckeyes of the Ohio (laughs) State University absolutely have earned their spot in this college football playoffs. The fact that we got moved down below LSU from number one to number two and have to play a dominant team in Clemson, the scary team in Clemson, I wanted Oklahoma. All of the Buckeye Nation wanted Oklahoma, but it's just unfair. But we'll take them because we got Justin Fields. This man is going to lead us down the field, up and down, and we're going to walk all over Clemson. We're going to walk all over LSU in the championship game, guys. This Buckeyes team is dominant, okay? J.K. Dobbins is a freak. This man is the size of a linebacker. Zach, about the size of you. But he has the speed of, I would say, Deion Sanders, other players of this nature. This man's a freak. This defense with Chase Young is a legendary defense. Top defense in college football history, arguably. This team absolutely (coughs) deserves to be in the playoffs, Zach. And you can't tell me otherwise. So... We've just made the case for four different teams to make their national championship run, and I can't find a flaw in any of the arguments. Absolutely. But Clemson's probably going to win. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I I have no allegiances. There's no allegiances here, guys. I will say, as uh, somebody who does not have a dog in the fight, (laughs) ha 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 ha. 
the Dogs. The Dogs. <laughs> um, I think it is going to be an All Tigers Championship in Atlanta. The Year of the Tiger. The good stuff uh that has been make a case guys uh there's not there is multiple other bowl games that are good this year obviously people say bowl games don't matter anymore but i think they still are great um there's some major bowl games match up here uh we got sugar bowl with uga versus baylor we're going to get the matchup of virginia uh they go against florida in the orange bowl that's an intriguing one i'm really excited for uh rose bowl oregon versus wisconsin both teams looking for playoff berths end up in the rose bowl still very great game to play for uh, the Cotton Bowl, Zach. This was one that was really questionable as the group of five teams who was going to get in. App State had won their uh, championship. Boise State won theirs. And so did Memphis, but Memphis gets the nod. So they will be playing Penn State in the Cotton Bowl. And then there's only other two more games that are not New Year's Six Bowls, but I think are really notable and going to be fun to watch. Uh, the first one being the Outback, Outback Bowl. You get Auburn. South Carolina? Not South Carolina. What? Not. I right. thought that Where's was the, I thought that was South Carolina's bowl game. Yeah, I thought they funded it. Guaranteed to South Carolina? No. Yeah. Uh, it's Auburn versus Minnesota this time. Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh. All right, guys. I'm Hurry really excited. Hurry, let's <laughs> row the boat on into the, to the Outback Bowl. And hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> How many stereotypes can we? Hit? Um. And the last one, Zach, is the Citrus Bowl. You said something earlier to me as far as this, the matchup being Alabama versus Michigan. You said something of, like, does Alabama really even want to go to play the game? Mm-hmm. Like, I was thinking, does Alabama just turn down the invitation? Nick Saban's <laughs> like, we're good. Like, But then I was thinking the athletic department's probably like, no, go get the money. But in my mind, Zach, I totally believe that Nick Saban has his guys ready for this game. Because they all want to go beat Jim Harbaugh in them khaki pants. They are going to be ready to beat the khaki pants. You stupid. You stupid, Dan. (laughs) No, but they're going to win, dude. They're going to win. They're going to beat the crap out of you. That has nothing to do with the khakis. But Nick Saban is the godfather of the league still. I don't know. You got some other guys coming. Dabo. Dabo's becoming like... I don't know Dabo, what he's. I don't know Dabo what. Dabo can take a fourth out of the th- or third out of the past four national champions. That's wild. That'll be something to somebody something to note there. Yeah. Uh, so next week, guys, there's no games other than one game that I always love, Zach. I don't know how you feel about it, but it's the Army Navy game. Uh, classic, honestly. Midshipmen. Go, Go Mid-Shipmen. Navy. They're going to have the fresh gear, guys. Watch out, I promise. Oh, they have those nice helmets. And guys, before we get out of here for a second time, we are going to hit y'all real fast. Last week, we told you a couple t- coaches uh, vacancies that had opened up. A couple places would be looking for hires. Uh, and there has been a lot of action happening in the past few days. Uh, so we'll run through it. Uh, Zach mentioned earlier Jeff Scott is going to USF. Uh, the Bulls will be getting the co-offensive coordinator from Clemson. Sam Pittman of Arkansas, uh, of Georgia. He was the O-line coach, a really good coach. Going to Arkansas, I think that's a great hire as far as recruiting ability. Uh, Ricky Rand of, Ol- of uh, Penn State, he was their offensive coordinator. He's headed to Old Dominion. 
Watch out for a couple OCs in the SEC. You get uh, Chad Morris getting a chance at Auburn with uh, Gus Malzahn. And then Mike Bobo, who I wanted to come back to Georgia, really. Uh, he's headed to South Carolina to work with Will Muschamp, get that uh, offense rolling again. Uh, a couple major uh, head coaching hires. Or number one, Zach, you really like this one. Uh, Lane Kiffin going to the hotty toddy Ole Miss. Oh, that's a perfect hire. He is he is mega douche. Thirty <laughs> something year old Lane now. He's a little older, a little more mature, a little seasoned. He's probably got some tricks up his sleeve. He doesn't give a damn. And he just he just seems like the perfect person to coach Old Miss, in my He's going to hassle Nick Saban and Ed Ogeron and all these coaches so much, and they're going to get so frustrated. It's going to be great. Yes. Can't wait for press conferences. Uh, and then one note for the hire in the ACC, Zach should be excited for perhaps Mike Norvell with FSU, unless he gets them really on track. Yeah, I'm starting to <laughs> be careful what you wish for because exactly. Clemson might start getting their ass whooped in the future. So the the F Memphis Tigers under Mike Norville have been a dominant team, so definitely watch FSU in the next few years. And then the one of my favorite head coaching hires so far, so far this year, uh, excited that he's in the SEC and we get a matchup. Him. We're gonna match up with him in the SEC East a bunch. Eli Drinkwitz, Zach. The perfect coaching name. So, can you get a a jersey of a coach? I would like with to. the name on the back. Is it acceptable by a Missouri head coach jersey <laughs> as uh, a Georgia fan? Um, sure. Okay. With, a, with a name like Drinkwitz, anything's possible. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this is gonna be the second buy, second sign off. Uh, it has been episode twenty-one, Zach. Uh, the Dion Sanders, Tim Duncan, Roberto Clemente, Roger Clemens episode. Shout out Tim Duncan, my favorite basketball player of all time, probably. <laughs> yeah. Introduction of the soundboard, guys. We successful. Might have, it's been successful, enjoyable, guys. We enjoy doing this. Thanks for listening. We will catch y'all next week. Moody Sports, very Moody Sports show. Let's go. Thanks for listening to the Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Follow us on Twitter at Moody underscore Sports, M O O D Y underscore Sports, and follow us on Spotify at the Very Moody Sports Show. <laughs>